0: Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Weather Podcast. This is episode 114. I'm Rando. I'm Corey.
1: And I'm Shira.
0: And we're all back again for the 114th episode, which I titled April Freeze Warning. Hope you guys uh, weren't planning on uh, celebrating summer here anytime
2: soon. You know, we've had warm days. We've had hot days. (laughs) 90s! (laughs) And and we uh,
1: just got a plethora of le- weather in the last few days. We- I saw
2: lots of <laughs> Facebook video from our followers of snow last, I, last night.
0: night. I heard I got, I saw a couple of comments, heard a couple of things, and even my buddy Ray, who lives in Forsyth. I mean, he's he's an avid disc golf guy. He he's got baskets set up in his backyard, and he goes out there like at midnight. His his whole backyard is lit up, and so he he throws and puts and everything. And he texted me about eleven thirty and said, um. It's snowing.
2: I'm like, oh my god! So then, that's why I made that post because. Well, in Harrison, they were taking pictures. Uh, They actually got a dusting on the ground. It was white. No way. The trees were white and the ground was white.
0: I totally missed that. That's not too far from here.
2: No. What is twenty miles? If that twenty, well, a little, little, little bit more, but yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, but but think about it. That's Arkansas. That's south of here. Right. You know, And I kept looking. Well, I saw earlier in the afternoon or in the evening where it looked like snow bands were setting up on the radar, even though our pre- precipitation depiction mode was still calling it rain. Did yeah. you notice that? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I saw it and I, I made a post. But what I failed to do was put the loop on. And when I, once I put the loop on... Then every now and then a frame was trying to pop in that blue, and I thought, oh, okay, oh, okay. yeah. But, but I mean, but it's, it would pop in one frame and then go back to green. So of course the radar is obviously having a hard time. But but that one that still, the, the the still image when I first saw it, I thought, oh, okay. Well, there's nothing going
2: on. Well, apparently there was things going on. I got snow reports from as far down as Oklahoma City, oh, no. uh, Tulsa, and uh, south of Miami, and then Harrison. Now, weren't the freeze warnings like all the way down? I didn't see how I far think south so. they went. I'm not sure how far over they went, but, you know, it cut off right before it got to Branton and, and, and which was a good <laughs> thing because we didn't, on our official stormed our weather station, we didn't make it down to freezing last night. So Yeah, now last it was, night. Now we're, it was well placed. But we're, we're, were we out of it last night? Or were we in? Yes. It yeah. Th- it, it cut us off. It cut off at Stone County for the last night. That's right. And I think we got down to about thirty-four degrees here last well, night. And
0: then, and then they decided to pop it again tonight for for far southern Missouri, all the counties yeah. in southern Missouri. And I thought that's weird. But then a frost advisory from Joplin up through Springfield up to Lebanon, just right along I forty-four. I thought right. that's that's crazy. And I did see some activity on radar up. Uh, yeah, towards the Kansas City area. And I think the Kansas City office is even saying they could get a dusting tonight out of that weak little disturbance. Yep. But we're not going to get anything. Um, nah. But we, we need to tell people we are recording this April 14th, not February 14th. It's episode
1: 114. Well, no.
0: But, I mean, we're we're in freeze warnings. We right. we should have these well back in March and February. We Someone
1: said yesterday, one of my friends had a... It was her son's birthday yesterday, and he turned thirteen. And it was snowing the day he was born, thirteen years ago. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, like a good amount of snow, not just barely snowing. So.
0: Oh, you talking like real snow then? Yeah. Oh my God! Now where here in Branson? Or
1: no, she lives in Miami. So I mean, not oh, okay. from here, we probably got snow too.
0: Oh my gosh! When yeah, I need to go back and look at that. I've several
1: snow pictures on my memories on Facebook lately. Just in the last couple of days, I've had several pictures of snow in Branson.
0: Well, I'm waiting for that memory well,
2: of, Mar- of May 4th coming in. <laughs> well, right. here's my main concern. Okay. Tomorrow. You said today's April 14th. Uh-huh. Well, tomorrow was the original tax, tax day. day. Right. And original. That's hummingbird day for us. Yes. That's cold. Well, what are they going are they are they still coming up? I haven't h- had any reports around here of hummingbirds. It's
1: been so We warm. probably
2: ought to make a post on the Stormdar site asking People to start watching for them because this is the time they come, even though it is still kind of cold right now. Well, they probably yeah.
1: started heading this way and then they got a little bit closer and was like, they probably parked
2: it home. down in southern Arkansas yeah, for that, a while. That, Sharon, and, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, it's they're like, like
1: they're they're oh, lying.
2: it's 80s. <laughs> it's 80s. They're like, no, I ain't going there. <laughs> it's it's going back. Yeah. I, I think it will warm up. I think it, we're in for a warm up at the end of the month. I think it's going to start warming up. All this cold air from Canada. It's draining off right now, and they're going to run out of that cold air, and, and we're going to warm up, and I think that's... I think Well, we're... it
1: looked really pretty outside, and I it did. sent yeah. the kids outside because they were driving me crazy. They were all... <laughs> they had a bunch of energy today. <laughs> so I sent them all outside, and the baby comes back in, like, his little hands are freezing, and his, notes, <laughs> his nose is red. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I oh. guess it's a little colder than I thought.
0: Oh, gosh. Do you know what the high was today? He didn't I care. I It was like, did it get, it got to 50. Did it get to 50? 50? It was right around 50. Yeah.
1: I've had my heat going all day.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've had the heater going here too. It's been crazy. But yeah, I think we're going to be going into, I mean, tomorrow the high is 60. So we're going to get warm. But that big chunk of cold air, uh, a big area of high pressure had moved down. And that's why I think it's interesting because now the freeze warnings are for far southern Missouri. It's going to be warmer up towards Springfield. It's going to be colder here. But up towards interesting, Christmas. yeah. So that's why the little frost advisories. But that that cold core high pressure system—that's the one that's sliding uh, down. But it's going to go southeast of us, and everyone should know the winds around a high pressure system travel. Shara, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Clockwise. <laughs> clockwise she so what's going to happen that's going to pull I'm up I'm paying
1: attention <laughs> when you guys start talking weather talk I'm oh like, yeah you, you kind of
0: phase out there <laughs> yeah everyone should know high pressure I have north, five
1: kids I could tune you all that's
0: out. oh that's true <laughs> but yeah that's where warmer weather's coming in And I think probably by the Saturday or Sunday uh I think we're supposed to get back in the 70s aren't we Corey that's kind of
2: close to I think I saw a 68 this weekend maybe maybe a little warmer Maybe, yeah,
0: maybe maybe here's, it's. Uh, here's open.
1: We were walking every night, and it got it's gotten chilly and windy. A few nights, I'm ready to get back out and get back to walking.
0: I know, I know. Well, I mean, last week I had uh, tonsillitis, turned out to be viral, which I figured. So I've been kind of quarantined myself, uh, and uh, but I'm over that now. You can probably tell <clears throat> I've got my voice back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, totally last week, I wasn't feeling well. I, got, I have to apologize to our listeners. Um, if you happen to get the first run of the podcast last week, you got a, a real thrill. Uh, I totally messed up. And uh, even making even making the weather school it was, was totally messed up. I mean, uh, the weather school, I, I, do you remember last week, Corey, I looked and it said, what did it say, flooding? And I was like, didn't we do flooding yes. last week? Well, I forgot to yeah, change it. Yeah, you said something. Yeah, and it was actually the Fujita
2: scale. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so I w- I went back and changed. So that's the not flooding.
2: Fujita scale has nothing to do with flooding. Oh, no, not a bit.
0: <laughs> so, uh, and and I got to say these are all. I drop these in in the middle. We don't actually listen to them. I make them, and we take a little break while I drop the weather school in. So of course, not listening to the weather school when we came out of it. Of course, I said, and there's everything you need to know about flooding. Well, if you just listened to the weather school, it wasn't about flooding at all. So uh, it was it was a mess. And <laughs> the way we're set up, I mean, uh, Corey and Shara and I are still uh, doing it remotely. Uh, Corey's and Shara are home, and I'm home. And and through modern marvels of modern technology, we are able to do this podcast. So the cord that I use to pipe Corey and Shara in is the same cord that I use for the iPad to do the iPad drops. And so after we get done with the podcast, I go back and uh, I plug that cord in after we finished and I do the iPad drops and put them into Logic Pro, which is what I record with. And then I make the podcast and that's why it sounds so smooth and you're all listening to it. But I completely forgot to do the iPad drops, mixed it, and then send it out to <laughs> SoundCloud.
2: So I totally Hey, you need it. to get another cord. It sounds like to me. Well, oh, remember, oh, remember when we could run just run to Radio Shack and get a cord if we needed it? Any, now I've done we that can't. many things. <laughs> me too. Me too. Oh okay, yeah, little adapters, those quarter inch to eighth inch. Da- oh, mean, absolutely. You can get whatever you needed. I now love it. We have to order it online or whatever, yeah. you know. And sometimes Best Buy we have boxes might have and
1: it. Boxes of cords that I keep finding every time we move. <laughs> you I find come more cords. A <laughs> box of cords and adapters, and, and I ask him every time, "Are these anything?" He's like, "We'll keep it. You never know." Well,
2: um, you, yeah, you should see my. Right, and that's right.
0: I know you got to keep it. Well, I'm a musician. You, you know, I'm su- surprised. I need to show you my cords next when we get this quarantine dropped and you guys come over again. Oh, speaking of coming over again, uh, having great use out of the Storm Door Weather Green Screen, uh, largest green screen in the in Southwest Missouri. Uh, our friends Marilyn and Joy—they're using it, getting a lot of comments on it, and the podcast table uh, had, had a little delay, but uh, hopefully in the next week I may have that podcast table.
2: I'll venture to say that that's probably the largest green screen in the state. I'm just going to say in that the state. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cher's rolling her eyes. She's like, "Yeah, really, it is."
1: We <laughs> had this conversation last week.
2: Yeah, well, it's
0: 15 foot uh wide by seven foot tall. So there's two table two big tables and uh Marilyn and Joy can sit on at each table and still have a green screen behind them, which is awesome. And I think cool. I'm gonna start start uh I talking to the Hughes brothers, they may want to do stuff. So you know if if you're in town and you're listening, you want to do some video, I mean I ha I have the green screen and I have the space. So I'm probably going to Rent that out, but, you know, not while COVID-19 is going on. I don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the biggest news uh, in the past couple of days is that moderate risk and that tornado outbreak. Wow. Wow.
2: You know, that moderate risk was definitely well placed. I, I, it, w- it was definitely what we would consider a tornado outbreak. Perfect. Perfect
0: placement. It was. I mean, they, they had a bust, was it, a week or so ago up in...
2: Illinois or wherever that was, that was a bus. yeah. It was in Illinois. They, it was the same time as that Jonesboro tornado yes. in Arkansas. Yes,
0: exactly. That was in a slide.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the tornadoes happened kind of outside of the moderate area in Illinois, but this time it was it was very well placed. And you know, I would I would even if they had put a high risk, I would have said, said good job Storm Prediction Center. They didn't. It was still a moderate risk. But uh, I definitely wouldn't have called a high risk a bust by any means if they would have placed one. Right. I mean, there were there were a couple of, uh, of long track tornadoes. And I
0: think part of the thing, because I kept watching James Spann uh, down in Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, I just love watching his his cast. He's, you know, all these TV meteorologists in these areas have their own cool little you know TV stuff. They have their models. They have their radars they they and they know what they're talking sure. about. It's just really fun to watch. And some of these places, tornadoes, were going over the same spots. It, they, it yeah. They would drop a tornado, and then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, something downstream or upstream, is like, bam, there was another one. It's like, holy
2: cow. And, uh, now, I haven't seen any—I've seen some reports of, of, of EF-4s. They've, they've classified them as EF-4s. I haven't seen any EF-5s. Have you?
0: I, I have not. And I heard talk that a couple of them were probably 4s, but honestly, I haven't been following it that close. I
2: mean, have you heard confirmed EF4s? They classified the Mississippi Tornado, Mm -hmm. uh, the larger one down there, as an EF4 today.
0: The one that I say, yeah, that thing was wound up. I mean, the velocities were going crazy. And, uh, you know, explaining correlation coefficients and explaining all sorts of stuff, which is so fascinating, and it just you know the technology nowadays
2: is amazing. Uh, hey, did you see the photo from down there where the entire kitchen and the and the walls and the roof was gone, but the cabinets were still there and the cake? There was a carrot cake oh. sitting on the counter, and it, it was still exactly in the in the cake in the glass cake holder that it was placed in, and not even touched, no. not even moved off the counter. No way. <gasps> The roof was gone, the walls were gone, the cabinets were gone. Most of the of the uh, room was gone, but the there was an island kind of like what you have in your kitchen. And uh-huh. I had a cake sitting on the island, not touched.
0: I guess Mother Nature didn't like carrot cake or cake. Or Isn't right? that crazy.
1: <laughs> it's, wow. I mean I've seen some interesting stuff and even the one that hit Branson, remember that lady's house? It moved her entire house. Many, many feet from the foundation. I have a picture of it somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can see her porch is still way over here, and her entire house is moved. Not a window broke, not a lamp tipped over inside. Everything was perfect. She didn't even know she had been hit until she got up, I mean, the next morning and realized her entire house was not near the foundation
0: anymore. Holy smokes. It's amazing what Mother Nature can do. Just absolutely Amazing.
2: Hey, I have a tie-in. I'm going to bring up later on in the podcast and the other news section of okay. our podcast that mm-hmm. kind of ties into the tornadoes that happened, but but it, it relates to weather in another part of the world. Ooh. And I'm, I find it kind of interesting. I'm going to tie it in a little bit and explain it. I'm just kind of tease that that we're going to bring that up here pretty soon. Yes. It's very, very very cool. And yeah, very and that segment
0: in other news is right after the weather school, and we're not ready for the weather school yet. So you got to stay tuned. Don't fast forward. We got tons of more stuff to talk about here but uh yeah i mean okay so when they did the uh tornado watch it was just it was just to the east of it was in Ozark County right it i think it was just east of Branson but it included Harris it was or was that last week i guess there's been so many tornado watches there was watches. a
2: severe thunderstorm watch first it was a severe thunderstorm watch the tornado watch was on uh down to the yeah. southeastern Arkansas,
0: you know, and I kept watching that. We we had that
2: uh, the special weather statement, you know, that
0: storm coming up, and I did that live cast uh, out on my porch, which was cool. And the uh, time lapse, we've got to to post that. Uh, I'm working on music. It's actually a really really cool time lapse. I think
2: uh, six... It is very cool. I I I I really like the way you. You did that. You put different. T- How long was your time lapse? Um,
0: they're two hours apiece, and I did three, so that's a six-hour time lapse. But it, but the iPad, Apple wow. products, always compress it to thirty seconds, so it's only a minute and a half long. That makes sense,
2: right? So so you had six hours worth of, of footage yes. in there, and and you and you detailed what time it was as as it went. But when that cold front came through, it was absolutely astounding. It was.
0: Awesome! I know, I know, and that's why. And, and I put music to it. This is original music that I put to. It. Of course, everything Corey and I do on Stormed Our Weather is original. He does his original graphics and videos. All the music is mine, and that's what makes us special. And I we, am the
1: originals' wife.
0: Yes, and... yes, and Shara is the originals' G- Corey's wife, not mine.
1: You don't know <laughs> what I am. I'm just here. You're just. <laughs>
0: People hear you. People hear you. I have um, no
1: weather knowledge.
0: But, that, but that's Some, okay. I, but see,
1: you're here because we I'll need be
2: somebody sure. to read the weather word of the week. That's She has more
1: She has more
2: weather knowledge <laughs> than she thinks. <laughs> she has more. I mean, come on. You've been on storm chases where you've seen tornadoes. You've helped people who have just got their house wiped away by an F, EF4 tornado Moments before, you grabbed kids that weren't wearing any clothes because they couldn't find their mom after the tornado. She knows more about weather than you think. I believe she it. she thinks. I believe it.
0: See, now she's all over there going, oh, well. Yeah.
1: I'm blushing. I mean, I
0: blame <laughs> myself for that. I blame myself. <laughs> I've
1: had to listen to him a lot Well, But, lot but, but Corey, when years. you did that it's Google been thing. forced on me.
0: Yeah, when you did the Google thing about questions that Google or people were asking, Shira sure, got all of them.
1: Well, yeah. and yeah, she here's the one. thing, okay, I mean, you know, husband and wife, you come home and you talk about your day, and so he's had to sit over the years, you'd be surprised how much he knows about the medical field. He can tell you about medicines and what they do and treatments for things, and I... I mean, if you ever need his...
2: a catheter, I'm your guy. <laughs> Oh, gosh, I'm, no.
1: There's lots of different kinds of, <laughs> kinds of
2: I'm not your guy. No, I'm no. I'm just kidding about that. But I'm
1: just saying, I mean, I, he's listened to me over the years talk about medical stuff, and I've listened to him talk about his weather stuff, even though I may not have a clue what he's talking about.
0: But you're listening I like a listened, loving wife anyway. That's I have what,
1: listened and nodded intently.
0: There you go. And I'm sure he has, too. <laughs> right?
1: Oh,
0: gosh. You guys crack me up. Well, the, I, I got to tell you something. The GFS is
2: playing with us because I You, you know, I'm reading this on the notes. Is this GFS showing something interesting. Yes. I haven't looked at it. So tell us because I want to be excited.
0: Okay. So I, I got to tell you, I made this outline earlier today. Let me preface with that, like 10, 10 11 okay. o'clock today. The GFS was showing something really interesting coming around Thursday the 23rd. Now today's the 14th, so that's like, you know, nine, 10 days out. Again, long range. It's all eye candy. And then something really interesting with a lot of that heavy yellows and reds on Sunday the 26th. Now, what I always do, I make the make the outline earlier, either the night before or, you know, earlier that day, and then I refine the outline. Maybe an hour before, because you know sometimes right. things change, and actually <laughs> things changed. <laughs> the latest run, which is the the evening run of the GFS, said, "Ah, uh, nah, it's not going to do anything." <laughs> but there's something coming in on the 29th, and so I'm like, "Okay, yeah, right, 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 yeah." GFS, you're, yeah. yeah. So that just goes to show that you can't take a long range model output, especially the GFS, and say. Oh, my gosh, this is what's going to happen. More than likely, it's not going to happen. We stress that and stress that and stress that.
2: Well, in the time that we're in now from, you know, late April into most of May, it's not the models that you really have to look at. It's the Storm Prediction Center's convective outlooks because, yes. you know, we may be not be in anything in day four, day five, but then come day two and we're automatically in the slight. And I was like, oh, where did that come from? We weren't expecting this. Yeah. And that's what happened this past, you know, weekend. You know, we were placed in the slight, you know, on I think day two and I wasn't expecting it. You know, I think yeah. we were in moderate the day before or something like that. Well, but, uh, Enhance was getting was real close to us. Yeah, it was. Kinda. It was getting close. It was creeping closer and closer with every update, and then they just, you know, threw a slide all the way down into Oklahoma. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what? What? What is this?"
0: And then, and but, and then they kept it. Remember, because uh, because they, they had the uh, they had the slide, and then I texted you, and it was like, "What? What are they doing?" And then it's like, "Okay, nothing's going on." And then. Uh, as the, as it, things progressed, they kept slight, kept slight. I'm like, what are they doing? And it turned out that the slight, uh, the actual slight, was just where that severe thunderstorm watch was, right at just below the border of Missouri, Arkansas. Right. And just that's where it slid. And it did raise some cane down there. I mean, we had some tornadoes.
2: Some... You know, Harrison's had like four or five more watches this year than we've been in.
0: Yeah, I don't it like It always them.
2: cuts off right there at the border. I don't like them. They're getting all the fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that they're getting the warnings out of it. Well, but...
1: you could move to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Well,
2: I'm talking about Harrison just high. right this county south of us are getting yes. so many more watches than we are.
0: Yes, and MDs and stuff. You know, because I wonder, when they made that mesoscale discussion, you know, I mean, they, they have the little... It's not a straight line that the the Storm Prediction Center uses. It's like a little curly, not a curly, but kind of a wavy line. And it extended up into southern Missouri, so I thought, yeah, I don't know if Branson Stone Ozark's going to be in there. But then when they issued the watch, they just kept it right at the Little Rock office, which is like, yeah. okay, okay,
2: no fun for us. No, but-
0: and that's a, and that that's okay, I guess. But right. you know, it is like you said, we are in April. We're in the mid-April. May is coming. May is no- notorious for severe weather. I mean, Dixie Alley's really getting it so far. They've had three or four. Just They've ranges. been getting
2: it all season. You know, they're the first to get it. Normally in February and early March, they get it before we do. So maybe we'll have a later storm season here. I don't know. Uh, well, well, last see. last year you pegged it.
1: You it was t- you it totally was pegged
0: it. You said it was going to be later, and it was. I mean, it didn't kick in till. Was it, it was May before it even kicked in or something? It seems like it, yeah. Yeah, so you nailed it. So so what's the, the, the Corey hunch on this one? You think it's going to be later?
2: My hunch is this storm season, you know, for us, we haven't had a whole lot of warnings here, if any at all, to this point. But I think we're in for it. I think we're in for it toward the maybe the last week of April into May. Maybe what? into June, I think. I think we're still going to get our storms this year.
0: Oh, I, I totally
2: agree. And, you
0: know, as long as we're quarantined, you and me, my gosh, we're right here for everybody. I mean,
2: we don't I have know. a It's like we're here, we're home. They might as well storm. <laughs> Let's start not – get rid of this freeze crap. I know but I, I know, know, as well as you know, that no matter what time of year it is, it could be November – as soon as you go back to doing shows, we're gonna get some storms.
0: Yeah, and then it's gonna be up to you, which is fine. Oh, sure. But I won't be get stuck to play. To work,
1: and you won't be able to follow. Yeah,
0: I, I won't. I won't be able to play. I want to play.
1: It always works that day. If I it works out that way, if I have time off at home, nothing happens. Nothing <laughs> to be done. No one needs me. And then a second, I go back to work. My phone starts ringing off the hook and tornadoes coming. Right then. <laughs> well, I mean, just in general. How life. hard
2: is it playing a show knowing that severe weather is at our doorstep? Are you oh. s- checking that radar often? Well, oh, it's up it right it in front of you me
1: when you were in shows. It,
2: it was—it's very frustrating, if you ask me. Yeah, there's nothing I'm I can shows. do.
0: I mean, I've, I've got right. the, the iPad and I got Radar Scope right there on my on my music stand, and it—you know—I have to remember to turn the. Um, what, what do you call it? You know, where it goes dim in like five minutes, and then turns off. Because if I'm playing the piano while I'm watching it, it, it I don't want to have to keep.
2: You know, oh, yeah, poking. you have to turn that
0: auto lock. <laughs> auto auto lock, lock. Yeah, yeah. Off. So before the show, I have to make sure and turn the auto lock to never, and then it'll just stay on. Right. And I can watch her. But, you know, the Hughes, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful family, and they know that we are Stormdar, and I'm back there. I mean, we, we even have a commercial. That Jason and I did that plays about 10 minutes before every show that advertises cool. us. I mean, not lately because we're not working, of course, but...
2: You mean but, they don't play that when every day when we're not there?
0: Maybe in their head. Oh,
2: okay. But, but they know, you know, and I say right there,
0: it's like, I may have my music stand, but I'm looking at radar, keeping everybody safe, uh, not looking at my music. You think It looks like I'm looking at my music, but I'm really, really not. So. <laughs> Well, I think it's time to get to the next segment. It is the pollen report, and we got some different pollen things to to, to say. It's a little different this week. I mean, we've had—I'm kind of surprised, actually, guys, because we've had these nights of freezing and stuff. But really, tomorrow's pollen is is high. I guess the
2: trees aren't really taking. They the, know—they know what time of year it is. I might affect them if it gets below freezing, and it might coming up this week. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's more of the the
0: fruit bearing trees, like the peach orchards, you know, the apple Maybe. trees. Those are the ones that are probably going to get you know burnt. You know, free if it gets that low. I mean, like you said, it's been getting right there at thirty two, and we we've said I did the uh, same thing I said on the live cast. It's like it's not that. We're going to get right below 32. The, the problem happens is if you get below 32 and stay there for several hours, that's what a freeze warning or, yeah, you know, mostly a freeze warning is there for. It's not just you're going to drop below. And the people that don't have a freeze warning, then the temperature could drop to like, you know, 30 or whatever, but it's not going to stay there long enough to really make an impact. But, uh, you know, the, the predominant pollens are ash, birch, and alder. Which
2: I thought was interesting. Ash, birch. Well, I, I will alder. say one thing. This week, this past week, you know, I have a black car, and this was the first week I noticed my car was yellow from the pollen. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what type of pollen it was. Probably cedar, I'm thinking. Well, that's but what I thought. Didn't it cedar time? <laughs> Probably. Probably. You know, I've seen, you know, those, you can, you can YouTube cedar pollen and you can just see pollen explode out of cedar trees on certain videos. I know. It's amazing. And, and I don't see how certain people with allergies could even stand it, but you know, that pollen's coming from somewhere and it's all over my windshield and car. So,
0: well, you know, I've, I've said this before on the podcast. The weird part is, is juniper. I'm allergic to, but cedar, I'm not, I could go out and see the, you know, brush the pollen off the, the car. If it's cedar. It doesn't bother me
2: it's everybody's got weird allergy and you it know, really doesn't affect me at all. The pollen yeah never has yeah.
1: it did when I was little I mean I have to say I used to have major pollen allergies, and I've not noticed it. I think mine's more of a ragweed and something else, but the pollen really hasn't bothered me that much i of course I've not been outside much either, but I used to get really severe like sinus headaches and I mean, I would get—I would almost have the flu every year. Like, I would oh my get gosh. so sick. I mean, it felt like the flu. I would get so sick that I would even run a fever and just be miserable for a couple of weeks when the allergy season was switching over every year. You
0: know, I have heard that some people have allergies so bad it just knocks them down. Like you're saying, yeah. it's like just headache and and coughing, and like you have the flu. I mean, I've been fortunate—knock on wood—that I haven't had that. I mean, I just get the itchy throat and sneeze a few times, so it's like I can't complain. But That's da-
1: about really all I get now. And right. I mean, I have Claritin, but I don't take it every day. I mean, it's one of those things where if I have a day where I feel like I'm needing it, I take it, and most of the time I don't. But well, it's a couple of years ago, I started a new job right at this time of year. Okay. And I was like <clears throat> deathly ill for the first couple weeks I was there. And I mean, I, I couldn't call in sick, and because i was brand new. Oh gosh. And i yes, mean I, it was miserable. i was trying to go to work and i was trying to learn a new job and was miserable. Couldn't... Well, i
2: feel bad for the people who are heavy allergy sufferers during this time when we're all quarantined at home who are thinking, do i have allergies or do i do i have covid-19? Because
1: you Just know, So you know though, covid-19 does not mimic the flu. It, it it, like a lot of people are wondering, like they feel fluish or whatever, and that is not what I'm hearing from all of my nurse friends and people that have actually had it. It does not, it does not look like the flu.
0: Well, isn't it just fever, headache, and then really? A lot t- of
1: them are like I had a dear friend that we almost lost Ugh. last week. Um, actually a little bit younger than me. Um, she had a cough, like she just noticed she had a dry cough, which she assumed was allergies, and they went ahead and quarantined at home, though, because they weren't sure, and she literally woke up, she said, we actually went on a drive, because I felt, I was feeling better a couple days in, so she's like, we went for a drive, we got the kids out of the house, and that next morning, she woke up and couldn't breathe, and they had to call 911, and she was put on a ventilator for a week.
0: Oh my god! Like, it
1: just, she said, I did not see that coming, and she's a nurse, so... You know, she knew what to look for, but she's like, I literally just had a cough and just woke up and couldn't breathe. And then she doesn't even remember the whole week. Like, well, she yeah. woke up five days later and thought it was still Monday and didn't know what had happened. So, Wow. Scary stuff.
0: It, it is. And I, I know the majority of people recover from it. I mean, it, I, I mean it's just what I've seen.
1: So far, yes. Uh, yeah. So far, the... The people that are healthy and don't have underlying issues are... But
0: that's the thing. It's all these comorbidities that people have. That's what's really, really getting people. So, I. everybody just stay inside. Just stay inside. I can get into
1: the specifics on how it actually attacks the body and how it actually works, but I won't. Because this is a weather podcast.
0: Oh. (laughs) Maybe we'll do after hours. Stormed our weather nurse, Shara. (laughs) We should do that. Stormed our weather after hours with Nurse Shara. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that. You're like, yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) Well, I think it's time to get to the weather school. And this time I did it correctly um, because I'm feeling better. And I actually looked. (laughs) This week's weather school is all about lightning. I figured I should bring that back because, Corey, if you saw all these thunderstorms, these complexes of thunderstorms have got Thousands of lightning signatures on radar just heavily electrified.
2: And we had a few good lightning strikes here, you know, not not like anything severe. Of course, lightning isn't a severe criteria for, for severe weather. But right. we had a few good lightning strikes here and a few good thunderclaps, just not... Not as many as I would have
0: liked. No, not what I call it is not uh record-worthy. You know, if we get something... <laughs> there with, you go. I, that's what I want to do is I want to get some thunderstorms. You know, and they don't have to be severe, but just with some lightning and thunder that I can hook up my recording equipment and just get some nice thunder. That's what I want. Yeah. I haven't done that in years because I, I see lightning and it's like, ooh, that's going to be cool. And I set everything up and then all of a sudden it's like rumble and that's it and and i was like okay i set all that stuff up we're not (laughs) but you know there's always going to be storms so let's do so let's get to the weather school all about lightning if there's something about the weather that you want to know stormed our weather school the sky is getting really dark and i'm starting to hear thunder Guess it's time to go inside because I sure don't want to get struck by lightning. Lightning is a sudden electrostatic discharge that occurs typically during a thunderstorm. This discharge occurs between electrically charged regions of a single cloud, called intracloud lightning, or IC, or between two clouds, called cloud-to-cloud, or CC lightning, or between a cloud and the ground, or CG lightning. The best studied and understood form of lightning is cloud-to-ground, although more common intracloud and cloud-to-cloud flashes are very difficult to study, given there are no physical points to monitor inside the clouds. Also, given the very low probability lightning will strike the same point repeatedly and consistently, scientific inquiry is difficult at best in the areas of high cloud-to-ground frequency. There are roughly 5 to 10 times as many cloud flashes as there are cloud-to-ground strikes. On Earth, the lightning frequency is approximately 40 to 50 times a second, or nearly 1.4 billion flashes per year, and the average duration is about two-tenths of a second made up from a number of much shorter flashes or strokes of around 60 to 70 microseconds. About 1 in 20 cloud-to-ground lightning bolts is positive lightning. This is a type that originates in the positively charged tops of cumulonimbus clouds. These strikes reverse the charge flow of typical lightning bolts and are far stronger and more destructive. Positive lightning can stretch across the sky and strike out of the blue more than 10 miles from the storm cloud where it was born. Lightning is not only spectacular, it's dangerous. About 2,000 people are killed worldwide by lightning each year. Hundreds more survive strikes, but suffer from a variety of lasting symptoms, including memory loss, dizziness, weakness, numbness, and other life-altering ailments. Strikes can cause cardiac arrest and severe burns, but 9 out of 10 people survive the average American has about a 1 in 5,000 chance of being struck by lightning during a lifetime. On average, a lightning bolt can contain up to 1 billion volts of electricity. How hot is a lightning bolt? Well, it's only about 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or about five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Lightning's extreme heat will vaporize the water inside of a tree, creating steam that may blow the tree apart. Cars are havens from lightning, but not for the reason that most people believe. Tires conduct current, as do metal frames that carry a charge harmlessly into the ground. An average lightning bolt can release enough energy to power a 100-watt light bulb for more than three months straight. Many houses are grounded by rods and other protection that conduct lightning bolts' electricity harmlessly into the ground. Homes may be also inadvertently grounded by plumbing, gutters, or other materials. Grounded buildings offer protection, but occupants who touch running water or use a landline phone may be shocked by conducted electricity. We've already talked about the three main types, intra cloud-to-cloud, cloud and cloud-to-ground, but there are other types of lightning as well. Anvil crawlers, also known as spider lightning. These are horizontal, tree-like in-cloud lightning discharges whose leader propagation is resolvable to the human eye. In other words, the anvil crawler's movement is slow enough compared to most lightning discharges that a human observer or normal speed video camera can see its rapid motion across the sky. This type of lightning often covers very large distances, resulting in a vast, spectacular sky-filling discharge. Anvil crawlers are often very high-altitude events and, as such, typically result in soft rolling thunder due to their great distance from the observer. The name anvil crawler is derived from the visible crawling motion and their tendency to appear along the underside of the anvil portion of a thunderstorm. Anvil crawlers can either occur independently completely within the cloud or in connection with a cloud-to-ground discharge. We also have what we call the Bolt from the Blue. This is a name given to a cloud-to-ground lightning discharge that strikes far away from its parent thunderstorm. A Bolt from the Blue typically originates in the highest regions of a cumulonimbus cloud, traveling horizontally a good distance away from the thunderstorm before making a vertical descent to Earth. Due to the final strike point being a significant distance from the storm, sometimes more than 10 miles away, these lightning events can occur at locations with clear blue skies overhead, hence the name. While many bolts from the blue are positive flashes, some of them are not. Next we have bead lightning. This is a name given to the decaying stage of a lightning channel in which the luminosity of the channel starts breaking up into segments. Nearly every lightning discharge will exhibit beading as the channel cools immediately after a return stroke, sometimes referred to as the lightning's bead-out stage. Bead lightning is more properly a stage of a normal lightning discharge rather than a type of lightning in itself. Beating of a lightning channel is usually a small-scale feature, and therefore is often only apparent when the observer or the camera is close to the lightning. Next, we have sheet lightning. Sheet lightning is a term to describe clouds illuminated by a lightning discharge where the actual lightning channel is either inside the clouds or below the horizon, not visible to the observer. Sheet lightning is, simply speaking, ordinary lightning that is hidden by clouds or terrain aside from the flash of light it produces. We also have heat lightning. Heat lightning is really just ordinary lightning from faraway thunderstorms below the horizon. On a clear night, lightning flashes from a distant storm and can be seen hundreds of miles away. Heat lightning got its name because it is often seen on hot summer nights at a time when thunderstorms are usually common. And finally, the controversial ball lightning. (laughs) This is a rare phenomenon described as a floating, illuminated sphere that occurs during thunderstorms. It may move fast, slow, or stay stationary. It might be quiet or produce a hissing or crackling noise. It may pass through windows, last from seconds to minutes, and disappear slowly or suddenly, either quietly or with a loud bang. Now, no definitive photographs have ever been obtained of ball lightning, nor has any plausible scientific explanation been found for it to occur. Therefore, its existence remains questionable and currently given the same scientific credibility as a UFO. Furthermore, many ball lightning reports have been found to be nothing more than power line arcs and other unrelated events. The byproduct of lightning is thunder. Thunder can range from a loud crack to a long, rolling, soft rumble. You can tell just how far away a thunderstorm is by counting the seconds between the lightning flash and the thunder onset. A five-second time-lapse equals one mile. So, if there's 10 seconds between the lightning flash and when you hear thunder, then that portion of the storm is two miles away. A fun fact, people who are afraid of thunder suffer from brontophobia. There's really no safe place outside when a thunderstorm is in the area. So, if you hear thunder... You are likely within striking distance of some lightning. Just remember when thunder roars, go indoors. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweathergmail.com at and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there we have the correct weather school, all about lightning and stuff. So, uh, ball lightning, all sorts of cool, cool lightning things. So that, that I had a lot of fun making that weather school. And we were just talking during the weather school that uh, I think Sharon wants to go out and play in the rain.
1: I do. Just, just that rain. Sound fun? No, I mean like not in a storm. I'm not going to go out. If it's well, actually no, no. We don't need
2: to be in. A, yeah, lightning. If thunder roars. You need to. Right. Head indoors. But yeah.
1: I'm like, would that not be fun to go out and just run and play in the rain with your kids? Yeah.
0: Oh, Corey, I just I just thought of something. For people out on the lake, when thunder roars, employ those oars.
2: Hey.
1: Oh. Most people have an engine.
2: That's that would work on down like the Buffalo National River when they're all canoeing. You're on a canoe a canoe. I mean, if you're in a canoe, you, you. I want something that's going to sound
1: a little when more thunder <laughs>
2: roars. Head to shore. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's lame. I want something that like <laughs> kick it into gear,
1: dude. Let's go. Get home.
0: Yeah, not on the showboat. Like, let's go. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Going. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So we've done the weather school now, Corey. This is time for in other news, and you had something you wanted to special. You wanted to tie into stuff.
2: Well, in other news, yeah let, let me ask you something. When you have high pressure systems or low pressure systems, uh, I'll say this there was low pressure system over the United States this week and it and there were also numerous tornadoes uh, outbreaks and this meteorological Society says that the low pressure system over the United States, was inversely linked to some high-pressure system that was in another part of the world. Have you ever heard anything like that? You have a low-pressure system in one part of the world and a high-pressure system in another part of the world, and they're somewhat linked somehow. I'd never heard of that before.
0: Okay. To be very honest with you, right before the podcast, I was checking the ENSO... The El Niño Southern Oscillation, and looking at all the different things we talk about, like El Ni- the PDO, the NAO, uh, you know, North American Oscillation, the Pacific Decadal Oscillation, all this, and they were tying in, like, okay, so if the PDO is up here and there's a low pressure, it's going to affect a high pressure in the, the Southeast United States, and they call that a teleconnection. So. Now, if you're
2: talking like opposite ends of the world, I haven't heard of that. I'm not talking about opposite ends of the world. Okay. Now, I say that to say this. They say that the low pressure over the United States that caused the severe weather over parts of Mississippi and into Alabama and Georgia was inversely linked to a high-pressure system over the Caribbean, the Caribbean Sea. Oh, really? And Yes. And they say that and I say that to say this: the high pressure system over the over Cuba <laughs> caused an Sorry, we're being very
0: animated here, so we're cracking each other. Anyway, go on, Cory.
2: <laughs> anyway, I'll say that I'll say this: that the that that the, the this country of Cuba set an all time hottest temperature record this week when we were having all that severe weather. In, in, oh. in America.
1: All time. All best. time. Like, what was the temperature? Hottest. Because Cuba gets pretty hot.
2: Yeah, but it's only it, April. It's... It, no, this is
1: all, all time. All time. Forever. In April. summer. Like, okay. It beat their record.
2: Of 102.7 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, they're... That's it? They, they, they That's talk about, you know... They're, but, they're tropical. For,
0: they're tropical. They're not going to get much above ninety. I mean, it
1: right. They're they're
2: they're, they're eighty five 90, You know. Yeah. Yeah. In the, they the tropics, they get much higher than that. Right. Yeah. That's
1: y- true though. Like when we went to the Bahamas, it was like in the nineties, and that was like the hottest it got. It just yeah yeah stayed it, because, that way all the yeah
0: time. because you're a small island and you got all these trade winds going on, so you're not going to be able to
2: accrue that. But okay, so I you're just talking about
1: one hundred and two would have been mid
2: April. On Saturday, temperature spiked wow. to 102.7 degrees Fahrenheit in the town of Viguitas, Cuba. And that set an said that right. all-time temperature record for the the entire nation of Cuba. Un- unbelievable. And they're for, saying for, for that for would
0: probably have... Okay, okay. Now, I, I get what you're saying. I'm thinking now because what James Fan was saying is once that uh, actual front and those severe storms were moving over there was going to be this huge influx of warm and moist air off of the gulf so that would that, right.
2: that that makes sense what you're saying now and do you remember last week when i talked about how the gulf of mexico was very warm for this time of year mm-hmm. the actual water temperature so that could you know be something too now i will say that cuba's previous all time temperature record was was set just last June at 102.4 degrees Fahrenheit. So everything's kind of warming up right now.
0: I'm looking right now because uh, I want to know what the water temperature actually is. No, that's not what it is. Yeah, I'm very curious. There, water temperature that's map harder to Eastern... find than you
2: think it would be sometimes.
0: Yeah, you can't just go... Go right there. Okay, so now it's saying, like, just below, wait a minute, uh, Panama City, or, yeah, pa- pa- Panama City Beach, but 100 or 200 miles south. It says 75.7, so, yeah, I mean, and then, okay, and then Cuba's right there, Seventy-eight. Yeah, okay. So, now this is April. Now, the water hasn't even had a chance to really warm up yet. And we're talking mid-70s already. Yeah. So, I think that is going to play a huge, huge difference, uh, or or, or, uh, a huge uh, fact, when it comes to hurricane seasons. This
2: this is uh, from Insmet, which is their National Weather Service in Cuba. It's a bunch of uh, Spanish, the Instituto de Meteorología de Cuba. I don't know. Hey, that's not bad.
0: i got to give you some uh,
2: applause on that one. (laughs) Anyway, they say that several of their weather stations across the entire island nation were were broken on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of last week. Really? Well, this is April what's what's to come you know when it when it gets a little warmer
0: right because we're not even uh, summer's not even here we're two months away from summer june is when the sun is going to be overhead and we touched this last week what's that going to do to hurricane season exactly exactly and we there was an article about that or not about what you're talking about but talking about what was that article i brought it up last week See I had tonsillitis last week. I can't remember what I did last week, but 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 something that was going to Yeah, I'm on the spot now because we're recording. But uh, but yeah, that's going to increase the potential for something is gonna happen that's gonna make it warmer, like you're saying, over the Gulf of Mexico. And that well, June first is when hurricane season starts. I, w- I
2: will say this the final factor in the weekend's extraordinary warmth down in Cuba, is 90% of Cuba right now is experiencing extreme drought.
1: They're oh. not getting the
2: moisture. And that, that, that'll bring up the, you know, the temperature, you know, but uh, it says the worst drought conditions are in the western and eastern tips of the island nation. They've had a shortage of rain and a notable rise in temperatures. And temperatures are expected to remain above average over the next week. So, uh, I wonder, you know, that could uh, affect, I mean, you need moisture to get hurricanes, so maybe they're dry and hot. Usually, you know, we get into the tropics and they're talking, you know, warm and moist. Oh, there you are. Are you back?
1: We still hear you. We just couldn't see you.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Well, no, I, I couldn't hear anything you said.
1: You've been kind of freezing up every once in a while.
0: Oh, really? Well, uh, and for people you know, on the podcast, people, we're, we're actually FaceTiming each other so we can actually see each other. But, yeah, it says poor connection. So you're in the closet, right? Oh, still have poor connection. Yes. Okay, so you can't hear me, I so can I can see hear you. you. I can still see you. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so we'll, we'll continue on like we, we, normally, we normally go because I thought... I wonder why that is. Anyway, I have some interesting in other news. It's a little bit of weather history, which I thought was interesting. Um, in, in 1972, which was almost, what, 40, 50, or 60, I don't know, 72, the temperature at the Kansas City Municipal Airport climbed more than 30 degrees to an afternoon high of 92 degrees and then dropped just as quickly to 50 degrees. By midnight, so wow. it went way up and way down. That's crazy. It, it is crazy. And the other, the other thing is in 1921. Now, okay, you're going to love this if you like snow. In 1921, the world's greatest 24-hour snowfall descended on Silver Lake, Colorado, with 76 inches of snow, and that. Is this wow. weekend weather history? Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. How many inches?
0: Seventy six inches. In seventy
1: six inches. Seventy
0: six inches. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I thought that was.
1: Where in the world would seventy six inches Lake of snow Colorado. go?
0: Yeah. I know. I know. You have to get dump That's trucks crazy. to take it out. So. Well, we we only have one little one more segment before we get out of here. So let's let's do that segment. So. It's the weather word of the week. So it is the Stormdar weather weather word of the week. So we're going to toss that to Shara. So what is our Stormdar weather weather word of the week?
1: Not gonna lie, I hadn't even glanced at it. So Good. here we go. I like that. Um, <laughs> entrainment.
0: <clears throat> yes. So what is entrainment? entrainment, mean?
1: entrainment is a phenomenon of the atmosphere which occurs when a turbulent flow captures a non-turbulent flow. Detrainment is the opposite effect when the air from a convective cloud, usually at its top, is injected into the environment.
0: So I'm sure you know exactly so what that etra- means. So
1: entrainment and detrainment.
0: Right.
2: Oh, I, I talk about that. Often that every, comes up every day, in our
1: daily conversation, we
2: talk about entrainment.
1: Catch that
2: entrainment,
0: honey. In, entrapment. Oh, wait, no, that's wait, different. That's... No, uh, so. <laughs> distrainment. No, no, that's not end, uh, <laughs> right. No, so anyway, in, in a layman's term, basically, in a thunderstorm, you have an updraft and a downdraft, that's kind of what keeps the thunderstorm going. Well, entrainment is air flowing into that updraft and that downdraft and so you it's actually helping to increase uh the the wind flow increase the uh strength of the storm and help maintain now the entrainment it doesn't come in from the surface it kind of comes in from the side so it's at a lower level and that helps feed in the the updraft and keeps that thunderstorm going but detrainment is air at the top and kind of exhaust through the top. So that is kind of like that circular pattern. So that's everything you need to know about entrainment and detrainment. So there you go. You're educated. Not the
1: same as entrapment.
0: No, not, not entrapment. We don't want that. <laughs> so, Corey, you got anything else?
2: Well, there uh, is a meteor shower coming up. Ooh. I thought I would touch on Yes. The, 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 you know, you're so much better at pronouncing meteor showers than me. <laughs> well, this depends. looks like the 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 L Y R I D. I would pronounce that Lyrid. Would you? Some uh, people Lyrid. pronounce it Lyrid.
1: I'd say Lyrid.
0: I, I my guess would be Lyrid. L Y R I D. Yeah, like Lyrid. Lyric
1: only it ends in D. Right.
2: So, uh, anyway, it's coming up uh, toward the end of the week. What happens is. Uh, I will say this is the oldest meteor shower on record. Not that, you know, in terms of meteor showers, you think they would happen, you know, with thousands and thousands and thousands. Well, this one was the first one they actually talked about back in China around 690 BC. Oh, my gosh. Really? So uh, what happens, uh, the light show occurs when our the Earth, it passes through the tail of comet C, 1861 G1 Thatcher. That's a weird name. That's that is a, a big weird comment. name. Yeah. <laughs> C1861 G1 Thatcher. It's one of my favorite ones. Oh, I don't I'm, know about you. Well,
0: yeah. I, to... I don't
2: know if that was named after Margaret or not. <laughs> I, but I wondered
1: that. so, <laughs> that's
2: why I thought Margaret Thatcher. Is it? It <laughs> causes rocky debris to burn up it in was the at, atmosphere.
1: Cousin it, yeah. it was <laughs> her cousin.
2: It was her cousin's from c 3 PM. It was her Chinese cousin from the you know bc or bc yes for 690 <laughs> bc
1: someone that had so many kids they quit naming them they just started numbering yeah. them
0: kind of like hurricanes it, you know it
2: appears it from from, from earth it's going to appear to originate from the constellation Lyra, which rises above the northeastern uh, horizon after dusk now this aren't this isn't one of the, what i would call a, a major shower at just about 20 an hour, 20 meteors an hour, but yeah, it has yeah. been known to peak over 100 at times. Ooh, and they call okay. those they call those bursts. Sometimes they're unexpected. Yeah, yeah. And over 100 in a single hour, that 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 would be worth watching. Well, if that
0: happens, then yes. Now, is it going to be if like it, at three o'clock in the morning, or?
2: Well, I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting there. you're getting now, there. Okay. The lyrics, the lyrics start every year around April 16th. What is today? The 14th. The 14th. So a couple yeah. more days.
1: We went over that at the couple page. more
2: days. <laughs> you might see a few meteors, you know, if you're lucky, but it really doesn't peak until uh, the 21st or 22nd, late April 21st and early April 22nd. Oh. Now I don't have times here. But it's probably midnight or after. Well, this
0: sounds like a long duration, you know, not like a one-nighter. You know, this is going to be for a while.
2: Well, they they begin, you know, in a couple days, the 16th, and and, and start fizzling out around April 25th. Gotcha. Okay. So So it lasts a good nine or ten days, you know. Well, if it's not freezing, yeah, I'll go out and watch. They're saying the Lyrids may be easier to spot in 2020. Why, you may ask? Well, because there's less pollution out right now. There you go. Have you seen some of the pictures of of L.A. and different uh, larger cities in China? Yeah, it's crazy. They're the, so the clean China right one. Now. Yes, that, somebody I mean...
1: posted a picture of New Orleans. Well, was it uh, New Orleans? I just okay. totally went blank, but Bourbon Street. It's oh so yeah, much yeah. Clear, cleaner, It was not right. a car, not a person. The street was completely shiny and clean, and but
2: they're talking about the pollution from the smog right. and but, bigger. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Nobody's out and about right now, so
2: yeah. In Hong uh, Kong, so like gas prices are so low right now. Yeah,
0: because their gas prices are low, but nobody can go anywhere. But yeah, the one in China, right. I saw the one in China, which was amazing. You could they could see mountains they haven't even seen right. before unbelievable
2: which <laughs> is crazy hey who knew we had no now ozarks? we're pretty clean we're pretty clean here in the ozarks It's pretty yeah. clear here a lot yeah but in bigger cities that could make quite a difference
0: yeah and you know you're right like la and stuff like that i mean i'm i don't think new york is polluted I, they don't have a lot of pollution do they in new york or do they ah uh, i would LA, say i know I they
2: have think here they
1: would have a lot
2: yeah they have here for sure
0: Wow. Well, I mean... Th- they
1: have a lot more public transportation there than they do
2: That's true. The and they cars. have the bicycles and stuff like that. And yeah. A lot of people don't own cars there because, you know, there's no need to. It's they walk to, or
1: yeah.
2: ride the subway. If I, you
0: know, I lived like, in New York, I wouldn't want a car. <laughs> There'd be no way no. I want a car. But you,
1: yeah. I mean, you can't get around. It's like... It's not like driving here from point A to point B. It's actually faster to hop on a subway or something. But yeah, the news are point. coming.
2: You might be able to see a couple if you look up in the next... You know, nine or ten days. And It'd knowing Corey, even
1: if it's twenty below, he's going to drag me out there and make nah, me.
2: I wouldn't make you. He cold. did that
1: when I was nine months pregnant.
2: <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> hey, I'd honey, come here. Look at this. At two
1: in the morning, it and was we December. had never. And
2: we saw the best meteors we've ever seen before, and never seen any to that magnitude since. It
1: was November twenty-one years ago of nineteen ninety-eight. I was oh, nine months pregnant with our oldest uh-huh. and they were it was flying right close to but the But he made me get up and he took sleeping bags and we laid in the driveway
0: and Aww. watched meteors.
2: It was amazing though.
1: I don't remember it so much. You don't remember
2: <laughs> those earth grazers? They were, they were purple and green. <gasps> yeah, Flew right over our heads. Amazing. That They're freaked great. me
1: out. Yeah, our cell phones were down, so we didn't snap any pictures. <laughs> I don't think we had an iPhone in we, 1998. Twenty-one years ago, we didn't even ago. have a cell phone. We didn't even have <laughs> nothing.
0: Well, yeah, we, back no. in 21 years ago, the cell phones were like probably
2: huge, like the size of we bread boxes.
1: No, remember they were a little bitty, but we didn't even have. Cell phones. Oh, the
2: Nokia. Well, the cell phones yes. didn't have cameras back then. You no, know, they didn't mm-hmm. have
1: cameras, but we didn't even have a cell phone. <laughs>
2: I know
0: that's. Anyway, that's coming up. But we digress. No, that's really good. I'm glad you said that. So, Uh, hey,
1: since your kids don't have to get up and go to school, take them out late and let them watch the meteor shower. It's a science lesson.
0: Right. Uh, There you go. And speaking of science, hopefully we can get this back open so you two can get back over here so we can get. Mrs. Deal
2: to come. Yes, Mrs.
1: Deal is very excited, and she doesn't want to do it via phone. She's like, "Heck no, no the, I want to be there." And in she's
2: the Branson Junior High science teacher, and she could probably school us on a few things. That, that, that's what us. I'm she thinking. She you know, she's excited.
0: Yeah, no, like Corey, you and me are going to get some schooling. We get, we, we get All her right, right
2: <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> that. That could be a two-hour awesome. podcast. You know, I yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it to be.
0: Oh, that's got to be fun. Well, you know, hopefully, I mean, every week that we go along the curve is flattening and you know I I don't want the government to drop the you know stay at home too fast because that's going to resurge infections, and then we're right back where we started. So we can't th- jump the
2: gun. What, no. what we're doing is working.
1: Yeah, everybody's saying we No, you know, there's nothing happening. Stay there's nothing the happening. It's like no, because we're staying home. Stay home. It would have been bad if we'd have had all those tourists coming in, bringing <sighs> stuff in. Oh, I know. It would have been horrible. We'd have had so many people dying. Well, so. it's
0: a, you know, Branson is not that much different than, than you know Broadway. You know, 42nd Street on New York. I mean. Our theaters are bigger. I mean, if you know those theaters right. on Forty Second Street, they're small. They're like four, five hundred. Some of them are four or five hundred seats. <laughs> you know, Branson, you got you know thousand to three thousand seat theaters. So, sure, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're making Just fun of me. Stay home, people. Being animated. Stay home, so we no, can get we back see to. You. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, stay home. We can get back to normality and and podcasting and yeah. So that's what I'm hoping is that the whole podcast studio will be. Done when all yeah, this you'll is have done. It all ready for us, exactly, and be able to impress and wow your socks off. How about that? <laughs> huh. Oh, I think it's almost time to wrap this thing up. Sherry, you got anything
2: else yep. to
1: add? I am talked out.
2: You're talked out, Corey. You got anything else? I don't add?
1: think that's ever happened in my life. But.
2: <laughs> we have given you all the information that we have accrued in the past week, week, week. We have nothing else to say.
0: Yeah, but just wait till next week because we're going to have a lot to say next week. We always do. I hope so. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website in our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.